This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Burgundy Over Podcast preview show. It is week six in the NFL, which means it is the rematch of the Chase Bowl. And it seems like this year it is going to be the battle for last place in the NFC least. I'm Josh Taylor, joined by Brian Murphy as always. And joining us today, we have a special guest representing the beautiful state of New York, Clem from Barstool, a.k.a. at the Clem Report. Clem, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Uh, yes, I do represent the great state of New York. I don't know how many Bills fans you get on, but it still counts as a great state of New York because they'll always be like, well, the only New York team is the Buffalo Bills. We get it, guys. They play in Jersey like the Jets. It's all right. They're still the New York area team. Um, yeah. It's, you guys have usually been in the basement, and it's usually like you know the other three of us teams are like joining you. I can't even like have come in like uppity right now. We're just as bad, if not worse, than you. I mean, the track record the last three years in particular, it's like when once they're saying we're worse than the Browns with an 0-16 season, that was like the rock-bottom moment. <laughs> That's like, it's really that bad right now for me. So, hey, at least you have a name, so. <laughs> and and we, we've already lost to the Browns as well, so yeah. we can't say anything. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what is it like being one of the more competent teams in New York and then not being the Jets? So... Everyone always – I think of myself – I mean, I'm sure you guys see it on Twitter. I think I feel like Giants fans have really um, been beaten down the last few years, and I think a lot of them get pessimistic and clown the team immediately, and it kind of does feel like it's Jets all over again. I'm also a Mets fan. Uh, my buddy KFC, who I co-host a Mets podcast with, KFC Barstool, um, he always says I'm, I'm a gypsy because it's usually up here – it's usually Mets, Jets the, for the real miserable people, and then the people that enjoy, you know, championships Knicks. every so often. Uh, Yankees, Giants, and somehow I became a Giants, Mets fan, and I'm also a Knicks fan too. So I know how much worse it can be than this. The last three years have not been fun, but uh, no one feels bad for us when, you know, my team won one of the more legendary Super Bowls against the greatest dynasty we've ever seen of a team that would have went 19-0 and then beat them again a few years later. So it's like you can't really feel too sorry for yourselves, but a lot of these Giants fans have. So I'm coming in more optimistic probably than most. Now, that being said, like, it's bleeding out of me every single week. And I swear to God, if we don't beat you guys, I don't know where I'm. Because then it's like the Eagles. I know the Eagles are wearing those dumb black jerseys on Thursday night a few days later. And I'm going to be in a bad place with if it's 0-7 and a clean sweep through the division so far. So, uh, yeah, I'm on the I'm on like the, the border of craziness right now. But I'm, I'm still optimistic right now. I got to say that. Well, yeah, you, you got you got the two championships. I kind of feel the same way though. I'm a, I'm a Washington fan, which you would think I'd be a Nationals fan and at least celebrating my baseball team. But I'm an Orioles fan, so somehow I've gotten the worst side of both of those. So I totally get that. It's so frustrating. 
but we don't have two Super Bowls or two World Series to talk about or anything like that. So I totally get that from a, a way worse gross perspective I didn't even think of that because you do have that interesting dynamic down there because the ravens came in right. you know and that kind of got the new fan base and the nats came in you know even more recently and then obviously they just won the world series i imagine everyone's pretty much a caps fan if you're a hockey oh, fan yeah. like i'm not really i'm a very casual i'll root for the rangers because they share the garden with the knicks um and then you know the wizards are kind of like my beloved knicks where it's like you get a little exactly. bit of hope and then you get your guts ripped out again and then exactly back to relevancy so yeah, yeah it is an interesting dynamic and I know, uh, I know, we had a common friend in RDT who's an Orioles fan, and he's that—he's a weirdo. Orioles Titans, this right? Was absurd combination I've ever heard in my life. I love the guy. That's craziness. So yeah, Orioles Redskins, like, that's a tough—that's a tough break. I've always considered, um, as a Knicks fan, I've considered the Redskins. Oh shoot, what's the penalty saying? The WFT. WFT, the, the professional football the team, football team, team yeah. of the District of Columbia, as I call you guys. Um, <laughs> Uh, I always consider you guys to be the Knicks because it's like you guys have the owner who just completely botches everything, you know, has a will pay through the nose and like do all that stuff, but he just meddles. He keeps the wrong people in charge for way too long. And I've honestly, there's a few people. My buddy Robbie Fox at Barstool is a is a Knicks Washington professional football. I don't think he's even Knicks fan, but Washington professional football team Knicks fans. That is the the short end of both sticks, man. I could not you're imagine therapy, yeah. going through life with those two things. And then, like, if you're a Mets fan, God forbid. No, I'm a weird Knicks fan. Oh, what it is? Peter Anselos is no oh, is no yeah. prize. Yeah. yeah. God. I'm a Memphis Grizzlies Washington fan. Don't ask how, but I grew up just <laughs> loving Zebo. The most random, just that streetball style. I loved Zebo growing up. And I was born in 93, so I think I'm a curse for Washington because that's our last Super Bowl. And we've just been trash ever since I was born. So I blame oh, it on me. You better watch out because, like, if it gets really desperate, like, all we got to do is take, take that. <laughs> like, we'll be fine. Everything's going to turn out. But listen, you don't have to explain. You're a Debo fan, Zebo fan, and that's what made you say no more. If you're not a Zebo fan, you're the problem. I completely <laughs> understand that. And, of course, like, his, like, one moment with the Knicks where Isaiah Thomas tried to put him and Eddie Curry together for, like, the Twin Towers mm-hmm. completely blew up in their face. Then Zebo goes down to Memphis, and they kind of do the same thing, except, you know, with a talented big man. And, uh, Grit you know, and grind uh, yeah. Marcus Saul instead of Eddie Curry. And, you know, you know, you have the Grizzlies, like, highest point of their franchise. So, yeah, that is an interesting uh, interesting dynamic there for sure. So, instead, we just all have uh, bad NFC East teams that we all root for together. Yeah, here, I which like I don't we're... know think is a good NFC East team right now anyway. So, whatever. Yeah, I think we're just deflecting from what's going on instead of having to talk about this matchup. <laughs> I guess we should probably get into that at some point, but I just don't want to. <laughs> well, we both have franchise quarterbacks um, that we drafted last year. So, I think that's the first way to start. Um, is talk about our uh, future, which, which looks bright. So, obviously, we see Daniel Haskins gets benched. It seems like the Haskins error is over. We got to talk about Daniel Jones. What's the feel like in New York? Are y'all having patience with the kid, or is it just fed up? Are y'all just used to that, you know, sucking in every other sport to where you're kind of just like, all right, he'll come around eventually. What's the feel like in New York? He showed so many glimpses last year, you know, and there it was a lot of losing that went on, and obviously the fumbles became its own self-fulfilling prophecy that just got worse. Um, but then, like, in the offseason and then as COVID hit, 
and everyone was in their dark places. It was like, all right, Danny, this is, you're going to be our guy. You're going to show it to me. And he has so many ca- – I mean, you guys can see, right? I'm sure you've seen the pictures where he looks just like Eli. If you close your oh, eyes, yeah. he sounds just like Eli. He doesn't run like Eli, right? That's the one difference between the two. But um, even he had – he went to the, the man in camps and all stuff, had the same uh, coach as – the quarterback coach with Cutlet Cliff down at Duke. Um, so I always – and you know draft night. I mean, all, all the Giants fans freaked out, all that kind of stuff. I was like, listen, this is our guy. I was raised with Dave Brown. You know, I'm, I'm a little older than you guys. You know, 93, I remember when I was a fan. They draft Dave Brown later on in the in the supplementary draft, and he was a disaster. That's how I got basically, like, re- those were my, like, formative years as a Giants fan was watching that garbage. I'm like, oh, my God, another goofy quarterback from Duke. <laughs> the fan base in general – I think is very alarmed and like again it's it's fatal it's like oh my god tank for trevor you know every every single fan base you're either like in the hunt for the super bowl or you want to tank for trevor there's really yeah. no medium that's kind of where we've reached in in like 2020 these days and it's like every sport you know if your basketball team is like starts you know five and ten out the gate tank tank at the number Zion. one pick and, Kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I listen, I understand, you know, Trevor Lawrence might be it's like Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence in terms of like the chosen ones out of college and all yeah. that stuff. And I'd love to have him and I'm a Danny guy. Um, but I do feel like a lot of the fans are being a little quick to like just give up hope on him because before the season everyone said, All right, we need to have patience. Uh new coaching staff, new offense. A uh, line that's coming together with our left tackle, who was supposed to probably be our right tackle, because Solder was probably going to stay at left tackle, or they may may have moved Andrew Thomas to left and Solder right, but whatever. Like the line has to still gel. We have a new line coach. We have new coaches basically everywhere, and everyone was like, "Patience, patience, patience." Daniel's second year, he hasn't had time to really mesh with the guys. He had a, a limited training camp, no preseason, and then you know they three other. I think it was. PFF's top three defenses, which by no means is the Bible for the NFL. <laughs> PFF's top three defenses from last year and uh, were our first three of our first four games, and the other team yeah. was the Bears. So it's like he had a brutal start to the season, and it was like everyone was ready to give up on him because, you know, he he, uh, he had some turnovers and, and wasn't, you know, the offense was kind of, you know, not clicking. Not doing anything against Dallas or not doing much against Dallas was like the first time I was like, uh, come on, Danny, like, stop making me look bad here. Yeah. Um, but so I, 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 but I do think a lot of, a lot of the fans are saying the same things. The turnovers have to stop the, the, the fumbles. It's like, you can't really do much when a guy comes from your blind side and you can't feel him. Cause he's coming in a second after you snap the ball without, you know, just the, the left tackle whiffing on a block or something like that. Um, a couple of the interceptions were kind of like ugly and stuff like that, but I, I don't know, man. I just, I, you guys saw it last year in the Chase Bowl, like you said. I, I was rooting against us, basically. At that point, like, what things to, like, tank, say tank in week four, by, like, week 15, you're oh, like, yeah. all right, let's just lose this game. This is probably going to be the tiebreaker here. And it was a crazy game that went back and forth. I was scary Terry and Dwayne Haskins. I'm like, come on, boys, cook like you did in a while. <laughs> like, no, stop scoring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the, the very long-winded answer to that is I do feel like a lot of people are um, – losing their minds with him and i think the new thing is he seems to be locking on his guys and not really you know going through his reads and all that stuff and maybe missing a guy that's open um but i think that comes with a new offense and with all that you know all this new stuff that's that's coming and you know he's still a second year quarter his his last game i believe was his 17th start of his career so he's just had over a full season and everyone who's freaking out about him it's like well you guys wanted dwayne haskins who I'm sure we'll get into is now benched or missing or I don't know what's going on with He's him. He's sick, so okay? It's like you have to yeah. ha- you have to try a quarterback out sooner or later, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Saquon yeah, going down doesn't help, though. Uh, and yep. Andrew Thomas, from what I've seen, has not been good at all, except he had a random touchdown last week. Um, but other than that, he's just been bad. And that's who everyone was like, well, you know, if we don't get Chase, we still get our franchise left tackle and Andrew Thomas. How's he look to you? Because, like I said, I haven't watched a lot of him, but from what I've seen and heard, he's been bad. He's been bad. There's been – I've read a lot of, you know, smarter people than me, offensive line gurus and stuff like that, and they've <laughs> said, like, there's job. been some uh, – there's been some – technique stuff he's also like had really a baptism under fire it's like you have uh tj watt bud dupree uh khalil mack i, I mean uh even last week uh lords it's like every single week and this is the thing though the nfl like he's gonna have chase young this week like that's kind of what happens everyone gets their like one to two pass rushers yeah and you just have to deal with it um it just is crazy that it's been like not a break to start the season um and who was it? I believe uh, Jason Garrett today said how you saw like Tyron Smith, Tyron Smith of the Cowboys kind of had this came, same kind of thing when he was going up against Lawrence in Dallas. And in practice, he would just get killed. He'd be kind of down on himself. But then like he'd see you'd see the improvement and it ended up making him a better player. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had ups and downs there. You know, again, PFF, the grades haven't been great here and there. But he's also shown like there's been times where he's just stonewall guys. And I, I, you guys saw what. um Khalil Mack did the wills on Thursday Night Football when he just, like, flipped him over, and he had, like, you know, he was just killing the the Bucks out there. So it's like, if we're going to be, you know, I think that's a problem with New York, too. It's always in the public eye. If Daniel Jones was playing for, like, the Jaguars, no one would even know yeah. or care about him. That was, like, Drew Luck, even in Denver. No one really cared about him. It was like, oh, he had a couple good games last year to the season. It's like, yeah, but, like, they, they were against, like, crappy teams and whatever. But since it's New York, everything he does, the left tackle does, and given the last few years of just misery, everyone's going to kind of be jumping down his throat. But uh, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be all right. It's just if Chase Young comes around that corner, Daniel fumbles it and it goes for six the other way, everyone's going to be jumping off of buildings and going crazy. So I'm, I'm glad you brought up Jason Garrett. What has that been like for years having to cheer against that guy and now he's your offensive coordinator? A, is there, have you seen his imprint yet? Have you seen good or bad? Or just kind of what is that like after rooting against that, that, that guy for so long and now having him be part of your team? So it was, it was interesting the way it all panned out because I don't know if you guys remember, before we hired Judge, uh, Joe Judge, um, there was rumors. Uh, so it was, I think it was Matt Rule got hired, who we thought you know was going to interview with yeah. the Giants and were kind of like his number one choice. He got hired with the Panthers before interviewing with us. Then in like the brief time between that hiring and Joe Judge's hiring, it came out there was reports that the Giants were interviewing Jason Garrett, and I was like, oh my god, he was going to hire him <laughs> as the head coach. So then when they hired Joe Judge, they ended up bringing in Garrett as coordinator, and I'm convinced to this day that Jason Garrett purposely tanked that one season to get Wade Phillips fired to get him the job. I'm like, Jason Garrett can't even do that. Like it would be so crazy and fresh here. He can't do that. I, he, you know, say what you want about Garrett, and listen, that's the thing. I've, we've, I'm sure, all made our jokes about the the way the Cowboys manage the clock, manage oh, yeah. the game, right. blue with a blue, you know, blue seasons with all that talent, um, and he just he just clapped away, and I would laugh and <laughs> clapping oh, down three touchdowns, exactly, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, he's now our offensive coordinator, but I was like, at least he's our coordinator, not our head coach, so I kind of spin zoned that. But um, I then remember all the other things I laughed about with Cowboy fans where it's like we're just running Saquon into the line, first and 10 to second and 10 to third and eight, and then Daniel Jones has to make something on third and eight as Khalil Max coming down, you know, downhill at him. Uh, those are the kind of things. There's been a lot of, like, the way they're using Evan Ingram. is like, Evan Ingram 
is a receiver more than he is a tight end, and we're yeah. using him like uh, you know, Jason Witten, who would murder <laughs> us, but murder us on like a little curl route or a little like you know out to the sidelines that you know just push him out of bounds because I don't think he's ever been tackled his entire career, and it's like that is a different person. That's different personnel than we have here. So a lot of those things are driving us crazy. Um, I don't know if we're not taking shots downfield because we don't have the personnel outside to do it. I mean, Slayton's good, but our receivers are really a mishmash. Even when Sterling Shepard's healthy, which it's like it's. I mean, you got, I'm sure you guys saw the stat. How I think we had everyone healthy together for like seven plays before Saquon's yeah. leg. So yeah. It, just never had it. But at the same point, it's like you look at all these other guys around the league, like it's the NFL. You're never going to have every, everyone healthy and on the same page and, and working together. So Jason Garrett, though, I will say, like, I'm already starting to lose my mind with him. I will say this about him, though. He like his entire tenure as coach. He had an undrafted free agent in Tony Romo that he turned into Tony Romo and Dak Prescott, who was a fourth round pick. Like those were his quarterbacks like you know if we're going to give him all the blame for everything he's done and trust me he's earned it you have to give him a little bit of credit for helping develop those two guys it's never just the quarterback unless you're going to say those two guys were so good they overcame jason garrett that just seems like i always find that kind of like picking and choosing to be a little crazy yeah i I will say like hearing you talk about the giants it sounds like we're very similar um you know with, with these young quarterbacks not having weapons can't go deep um you know new head coach new offensive scheme if to y'all looking on the outside, you know, we did uh, bench Haskins. What does it look like from the outside world? Was it too soon? Are you kind of saying, yeah, you, you, you kind of seen enough on him? Or how do you feel having your own quarterback going through the same troubles? I mean, if, if they bench Danny this quick, I'd be like, what are we doing right now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I, I, I had heard the thing was with Haskins is I remember before the draft happened, there was. Like, there was talk about, like, I think it was his dad. Like, there might have been some – his dad might have been a little bit of, like, a hands-on guy, like a LeVar Ball kind of guy. So that was kind of like a red flag that I had heard. I don't know. Again, I read so much bull crap on all these guys. Because <laughs> he's trying to, like – again, everyone is an expert on Twitter, yet no one goes through all the stuff that, like, these scouts and these, like, GMs have to go through when it's, like, their careers are on the line. So I'm like, you guys choose, and I'll root for the guy and give my, like, two, two cents on him. So from the outside, I, I honestly, like – I never was really certain Haskins was the guy after last year. I was like, I was like, I feel pretty good about my guy, Danny. I don't know about Haskins. I don't know if it was, a, I heard, you know, I don't know. Like you guys could tell me you guys have followed it a lot closer than that. Like, was it a, he wasn't, I heard it was like, he wasn't like uh, reacting or he wasn't uh, reacting to the coaching. Well, he wasn't kind of following what they want him to do. And they, they were like, listen, if you're not going to do this, we'll just go to Kyle Allen who knows the system and he will kind of go with the system and, and do exactly what we want him to do. Uh, if that was the case, I could understand it. But to kind of like now it's again, it's kind as a Mets fan, it's like, Oh, uh, the, the Washington professional football team is doing Washington professional football team stuff again. All right. And that's like Mets, Mets going to Mets, you know what I mean? LOL Mets, LOL Washington professional football team. That's kind of what it's like from this side. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I kind of tend to agree, but then the the thing is like, I don't think Ron Rivera is that way. That's what makes it so frustrating. So that's what makes me think there is some, legitimacy to whatever's going on with Dwayne Haskins but but I agree it just seems like another another thing for this team um yeah it, it's it's so strange we're trying to figure it out as well and uh he's got no a idea what's bug. going on he yeah. might have been bragging about his best stats I'll say against the Ravens in a loss that might have rubbed coach the wrong way so it's it's a huge missing no one has any idea what's going on and it doesn't help that our media can't get into the locker rooms or anything like that so it's just like a 
kind of seems like something got uh, thrown up under the rug, and you know, uh, Ron's not really talking about it, but there's there's got to be something there. But even Urban right. Meyer was talking about it, like during the draft, he's like. You know, Dwayne, he, he's a unique guy. Like, you need to challenge him. You, you got to handle him a certain way or he's not going to like it. So that's something I kind of keep in the back of my head, too, um, that Urban, he talked to Ron about it. So I feel like Ron would know hands-on how to really uh, treat Dwayne, too. So Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I remember last year with the offensive line where he was, you know, trying to get them, you know, what do you guys need from me, this kind of stuff. Would you like to see, like, that kind of stuff out of the quarterback yeah. or read the stories about, you know, guys that, that like from where he goes to bat for his guys? Because it's like, it's just as much of that stuff, the quarterback, as it is, you know, the, the stuff you see with your eyes or the, the throws you make with your arm. Um and I think we're both kind of on the same page now uh, in terms of, like, I feel like we both have the right coach to, like, change the crap that we've been dealing with the last few years. Like, Pat Shermer was not that dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I, I love Coach Judge. I think and I, you're going to get all the Belichick stuff, which I think is kind of lazy because Vrabel was not a Belichick coach, but he was a Belichick player. And yeah. a lot of the stuff he seems to be doing down in Tennessee is is like Patriots-esque kind of stuff down to when he was doing the whole clock, you know, trick against the Patriots to run the clock out in the playoffs. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff Judge has done is like fun stuff as I can, you know, as a blogger, I can can joke about it and it's a football guy thing, this and that. But we went from like just dumb penalties and making mistakes all the time to like actually we've been pretty um, like – We've been good with the. I mean, we had some brutal penalties at the worst time last last week against Dallas. They were a little ticky tacky compared to yeah. some of the other stuff. And I'm not a ref complaint guy, but it, it just is what it was. And um, like I like just seeing like we filled out a coaching staff the right way. The the old offensive line coach we had the last couple of years was an absolutely terrible offensive line coach. He was the old line coach for the Browns. He was terrible here. He was terrible there. Uh, Mike Shula was the offensive coordinator, and it was because we missed out on Stefanski. The the Vikings wouldn't let us interview him, so we never got. Stefanski to come in with Pat mm-hmm. Shermer, which I think was kind of the um, plan, which, you know, again, look how Stefanski looks in Cleveland right now. So there's just been a lot of things that have kind of gone against us. I just like the way Judge filled out his staff. It seemed to be like he's like a, he's a teacher. Like that's like his um, that's what he studied in college and stuff like that. So he, like, he seems to be an education guy. He, he's like obviously a football lifer. You go to, I always say, the Nick Saban School of Hard Knocks. You get your graduate degree at Belichick University and then like I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I love the guy, and everything you hear about Ron Rivera is he is that dude, right? And it's it sucks, too. I mean, he's sick, so that just makes everything else harder to go along yeah. with all the stuff that happened this offseason with the name change and your typical Washington professional football team drama. Scandals, yeah. And it just – yeah, it's just all, all the, oh, the scandals. Oh, my God, I forgot. The, just <laughs> like the, the 24 hours where we were waiting for the news to break about what right. the scandal was, like that was like more like emotionally damning, like for that 24 hours. That was our Super Bowl. Be. And then, yeah, and then, it, and then like <laughs> the next 72 hours, everything trickled out about who was involved. And, and oh, it's just so, yeah, everything just feels like, you, like with the router, you got to unplug it from the wall for 10 seconds <laughs> and plug it back in and completely reboot from the beginning. I think we're both there. But with that coach, you need to have, obviously, you have to have the GM, you have to have the quarterback. I think we have – I thought we had the quarterback before this season, but I'm going to have to see more from him starting this week. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're both in very interesting spots right now. I don't – so are you guys – so what are you guys? Are, are you guys like we want Haskins back sooner rather than later, or are you guys like see what Allen has? I mean, Alex Smith, God bless him. That's that's nerve-wracking. And yeah. yeah it, what are you going to do with that? It's not a long-term fix right there, no. right? It's third and long. The quarterback's got to shave some yards off here to have any chance to score. Let's see what he does. He drops back. He has a guy downfield, but he doesn't see him. He tries to hand the ball off to a cheap razor. Boom! 
boom, he's nicked in the sack. It's a fumble, and the ball is going the other way. That one's going to hurt for a while. What in the world was he thinking? Let's go to the monitors and see exactly what went wrong. You know, this offseason, his coaches at Manscaped enhanced the lawnmower 3.0 offense to a whopping 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. They gave him all the chances he had to get that safe clean cut up the sideline with the cutting edge ceramic blade, but instead he got nicked on the sack by a rusty defense. If he would have used the LED light that comes with the 3.0, there is no doubt he would have been able to see his playing field much better. Looks like he's gonna be going over to the sideline with his Manscaped coaches Grab the tablet, see what went wrong, and if he's smart, he's going to go over to manscaped.com and use the code BNP20 to save 20% off his entire cart with free shipping. That's right. Use code BNP20 to save 20% off your entire cart with free shipping. Don't keep making the same mistakes and give your balls a clean pocket next time. And there's no doubt the result will be a touchdown. With as much as we're paying him, like, yeah, it was it was nice to see him on the field, but good lord, forty yards. I mean, mm. he had more sacks than he had completions almost. So, I, I I don't I don't I don't think he's the answer. Like he played, it's cool. Like that's kind of like we're like me and Brian said it last time. Like we're kind of over that like whole like comeback story thing in a way. Allen obviously isn't it. I don't. I think. I think this is what I think, and I said this the other day. I think with Haskins, Ron's like, okay, I've seen enough, and I don't have time for this kid, honestly. Because like, if you think about it, he only had that one real season at Ohio State. You can't just develop ex- like experience, and that's why I think Justin Herbert's thriving so much because he had those four full years in Oregon. I feel like he could have been even better in Oregon. I feel like there's so much more they could have done with him. But Haskins just had that one year, and he's kind of still you know figuring things out. He's still reading defenses, which he struggles with. He's still locking on to his receivers and stuff like that. I think Ron's like, this guy needs more time than I'm willing to deal with, honestly. Like, Ron wants to win now. Yeah. He's not saying, yeah. this guy needs two years. I don't have two years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm saying, if he's not responding to the coaching, I imagine he's just like, quick hook. Let's get someone who's going to do it. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, Brian. That. No, no. I, yeah, I agree. You know, it, I, I think maybe they could have given him more time, but maybe Ron has seen enough. I mean, I, I've, I've been trusting in Ron so far, so I, I'm going to go with what he says. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and maybe he just sees something, whether it's not right now or not at all, that Dwayne Haskins isn't the guy. So I'm going to put Kyle Allen, who knows my system, out there and give us a, a shot to win in this awful division. So uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I, I really don't see how he's a long-term solution, Dwayne Haskins, that is. I don't see how he continues um, like this, I, I just don't think he's going to handle that well, you know, being benched and he hasn't been around the team all week for whatever reason, whether it's sick or if there's something else there. But, uh, yeah, I just don't see this ending with him coming back as and, and figuring it out. I just don't see that happening. It, it really is crazy because I, I don't know if you guys play Madden, but in Madden, you know, these crazy things where the player is upset and, you know, they don't show up or something like that. And it's a video game. It's like, yeah, this is kind of right. crazy, but hey, whatever. And granted, like, I can only imagine what goes on behind the scenes of an NFL team. Every single one, even like the best yeah. of the best, the Patriots, right? But like, if it's always the Redskins that gets out. It's just like the Mets. It's like it's always them. It's always a meme. It's always like, well, of course, it's like the Redskins, the Jets, and the Browns. I feel like are those three franchises that are always kind of stuck in that like mud that can't get out of it. And again, 
I'm not talking from my high horse because we have got <laughs> down in that mix. And the, the amount of stories I've blogged that are just pure embarrassment the last three years is there's there's been no shortage of them at all. So um, I just don't know. What to, it's just crazy to me that you spend first round pick. 15th 15th overall yeah, right 15. yep. 15th overall on him and granted like he fell right and there's probably a reason he fell uh, you know the the broncos traded down i'm convinced the broncos wanted daniel jones and they i've heard people say that and there's people who um you know said it wasn't true but i've also heard people that go no they wanted daniel jones i i love my guy daniel jones it's also interesting though which i don't know if you guys know about this but apparently gettleman was in love with justin herbert that's all we heard is how uh. like he, he, like, he had him. It was his guy. And we were kind of like, again, mid, here we are, mid-October. We're already looking towards the draft. And we're like, all right, like, I became an Oregon fan. And I'm watching their games <laughs> and all this stuff. And I see the arm stuff. I see the arm arm talent. There, there was something weird in Oregon where it's like, it's basically been the opposite of now, where it feels like they just left so many points on the field with yep. such, like, a talented guy. Yeah. And it feels like with the Chargers, he's just doing everything he can. And the rest of the team, the Chargers have to start stop doing Charger things, which is, I guess, they're like the on-field version of what you guys and the Browns <laughs> and the Jets go through. All the, yeah. It's like every single time, it's like, how are you guys going to screw this up today? And uh, that's what kind of makes this hurt, too, is I, I'm – I'm pretty sure he would have ended up as a giant, even if they had a trade up from six to two or whatever would have been. I don't think, I think Kyler probably was locked with the Cardinals if Cliff went there. And uh, that kind of makes it hurt a little bit. I'm also, I'm, I have to be drinking my Danny Cooley because I'm going to go to bat for my guy until he drives me crazy, which again, by the end of the season, if we do like a, a postseason discussion here, I yeah. might be like, all right, time to move on. Whoever is available in the draft. But um, I don't know, man. Like, these quarterbacks, like, how many people said, how many people last year were like, oh, yeah, Josh Allen's definitely the guy for Buffalo. He's definitely going to be the answer. They almost it's, were giving up on him, yeah. Yeah, you guys see it here. You guys see it, with, with, again, locally. It's like the Ravens built a system around Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson goes to, like, a handful of other teams. They don't build the system around him. They don't run the offense the way that they do. They just put him in there and hope that he's going to be able to figure it out. Sam Darnold, right? He could be on the Jets. He goes somewhere else, and he could become everything that Jets fans have been telling me he's going to be. By mentions, not stop. <laughs> they laugh at me for, for my Giants drafting Saquon. It's like, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure Saquon is, like, one of the best three running backs in the league when healthy. Oh, yeah. Sam Darnold is not one of the best three quarterbacks when healthy, but he could be. He shows, he shows that, but it's about the franchise and the organization, the team you put around him. And I just feel like both our – both our franchises have kind of let these guys down so far the first, you know, year. So, I mean, McLaurin is ridiculous. He's – I'm so jealous you guys have. I love him so much. And I, I will say this week, I'll be interested. If he if he cooks this week, I'll be impressed because James Bradbury has been a godsend for Spot us. Spot on. Know. Yeah. Yeah. He's been awesome. I'm trying to think of – I don't know if it's going to be Bradbury Isthmus. Bradbury – I can't do Island. I have respect for Dar- Darrell Rivas. But I need some sort of <laughs> – Isthmus. <laughs> He's gonna lock him up, make Bradbury prison. I have to figure out a, a, a angle. To go. This is what you do. I mean, you guys know when you're a fan of a bad team, you just hype up any good player or good thing that happens, or comically whole, like embarrassing thing that happens, like Mr. Met giving the finger. We had Paul at that like a year <laughs> yeah. because we had nothing else going on. So uh, James Bradbury and our defense. I'm telling you, I, I think you guys are gonna have uh, some trouble with our defense. We do have issues guarding running backs out of the backfield and you know catching the ball. So Gibson. I'm yeah. fully prepared for him to, to tear us up. Um, but I, I don't know if Bradbury's going to be – or if McLaurin's going to be able to do what he usually does with with Bradbury guarding him. So it, that'll be an interesting matchup. Yeah, we were talking about – we talked all about the offensive side of the ball in New York. 
somehow has allowed the least amount of points in the division. I just looked at it. It's actually backwards. You guys have allowed the least, then us, then Philly, then Dallas. It just goes backwards, <laughs> and the, that's the reverse sense, order right? of the standing. So it's clearly 2020. But what about that defense? Like Blake Martinez has always been a tackling machine. I mean, you guys got some playmakers over there. Is that you know Gettleman gets such a bad rap, but did he make some good signings there? Is it coaching? What what's the difference and uh, why you guys have played so well on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of a mix of both. I, I, again, I, the coaching I, it really does matter. Patrick Graham, he was the Dolphins coordinator, and um, I don't know if he, I don't think he was calling the plays because they had Flores, but they were both Patriots guys. And you know, Dolphins, everyone's like, well, the Dolphins defense, like, yeah, but we have to we have to grade all these guys on a scale. They're you know, the Dolphins were like basically tanking right for half the year. Yeah. And they- throughout the year and it's they really traded Minka Fitzpatrick away like you you have to kind of like see what, and, and Joe Judge knows what he is as a coach and he, he we had this guy um who was a coach chaos is his name from Penn State as I think he was the linebackers co- or defensive line coach there's just a lot of like uh Burt, Burt Bielma from uh he was the old Wisconsin Brett guy Bielma, yeah. yeah Arkansas Brett Bielma, yeah Brett Bielma, I'm sorry and uh yeah so there's like the, a lot of the coaches on defense, I was like, all right, this defense has a chance to be good. And then the signings, I wasn't sure. Like, I heard Bradbury was good. Gettleman obviously knew him in Carolina. I like and, Blake Martinez. I was jealous of that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Martinez, uh, a lot of the people, like, um, I think I don't know if it was Packers fans as much as just, like, again, when you're on Twitter, you have all the, you know, experts and the numbers yeah. guys right. think they everything. and they were saying how he was it was empty numbers because, you know, everyone would else take the blockers. he just get the tackles. He has been – much more than that. He has been like a middle linebacker. I mean, it, it was a comic. It was like a joke. Like the Giants just refused to spend high draft picks or sign real linebackers. Um, since I, honestly, it was Antonio Pierce was the last linebacker. I was like, oh, that guy's going to be good for us. And he was exactly that through the Super Bowls and all that kind of stuff. So it's nice just to have guys who can tackle. Um, and then uh, Kettleman, this is the thing. And oh, God, I, I just know that any Giants fans that are listening to this are just going to roll their eyes. Kettleman hasn't been that bad. He completely <laughs> botched 2018. He completely botched 2018. 2019, he, he had his issues as well. Um, the Shermer hiring, the Saquon pick at two, he could have traded back or, you know. He hired the computer folks. The, the computer, computer folks. folks. <laughs> Kettleman's biggest flaw is, is his mouth because he says all these things and then they just get, you know, torn apart. It becomes this whole thing, the digital world we live in. Um, and listen, he's had massive failures too. I'm not going to say he's been perfect, mm-hmm. but you know, like, you can't, you can't say like, oh, Gettleman's terrible, terrible, terrible. And it's like, well, he signed Blake Martinez. He signed James Bradbury. Uh, Kyler Fackrell has been awesome for us. He was a linebacker from Green Bay as well. And, like, this defense, you watch them, and, like, from game one against the Steelers, it was like, oh, wow, we have, like, an actual defense. And it's because we're doing, like, much more um, – Joe Judge said it's kind of like the Patriots. You know, you if you ever had a Patriots running back, it's either going to be the one where the guy's running the ball, the ground-and-pound guy, the Garrett Blunt, or you're going to have the James White game where it's just 100 dump-off passes, and they're going to play they're going to play the matchups and the personnel. And the defense is kind of – the, the Giants are kind of like that now. Um, on defense, it's like they go 3-4, they go 4-3. It's it's much more of a matchup instead of just saying, you know, we don't have the, the horses to just be like, all right, this is our defense, try to stop it. We have yeah. to kind of play the matchups. And obviously, you have a, a number one corner. We lucked into Logan Ryan being able to kind 
kind of come here on a discount at the last minute. Um, Marcus Golden had there was this like little clause where he basically had to sign with us at by if he hadn't signed by certain points, we got him back. Uh, we lost Lorenzo Carter last week, who was a pretty that he was, was getting good. some yeah. quarterback. Yeah, um, I mean obviously the joke is I'm sure you guys know the Leonard Williams trade, which I mean that that hurt a lot, especially because there was a center I think at that point if that pick had been around if we hadn't traded to the Jets, but he's actually been all right too. He's he, he's he's had some he's had a couple sacks and he again. They always say the quarterback pressures. I think quarterback pressures do mean something, right? If you, ha- if the quarterback has to get rid of the ball sooner than he'd like, it's not as nice and fancy as a sack, but it does matter. So um, I do think there's, I, I do think the defense will be pretty good. Peppers at safety. We lost our guy uh, McKinney before the season started, Xavier. But um, yeah, I love, I, I'm I, an Alabama yeah. fan, so I love yeah. X. Yeah, the X man. I, I always say if you get the X with your hands, it's always fun to do that in any sport. I always pick Xavier in the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament just because I like making the X. <laughs> so I will say a shout out. Uh, one of he he's not on the Giants anymore. He's on the Bengals now. But Kerry Wynn actually went to my high school. That's the only reason I ever watched the Giants defense. Great kid. Like he was. And he went to Richmond, so he's a local boy. But um, so I liked him a lot. But, you know, you talked about Lorenzo Carter going down. Fackrell is questionable. Dexter Lawrence is questionable. And Jabril Peppers is questionable, too. Um, they were limited in practice today. So how do you feel about them going into the game? Is it looking good, or are you kind of counting them out? I, I don't – usually, as I learned – because in fantasy, I used to always freak out during the injury reports. And then, like, I'm just like, you know what? Give it till Friday, the yeah. last practice. If you get at least either a full practice – and this year it's tough because – the reporters aren't there where they can't really tell you what's going on and all that kind of stuff. But you know, you get like the limited or the, the full participant by Friday. I'll know better. I, no one really had like a serious injury during the game to be like, Oh, they're going to definitely, I mean, obviously Carter's out for the year with the Achilles. Um, I saw Slayton popped up, which is concerning because we're just slowly running out of people. I will say Freeman has looked good, too. I don't know if you guys saw him during the Dallas game, but it felt like Giants football for the first time in a while. It was like defense running the ball, and there was actually some sort of a, a plan going on. We're not, our running game isn't completely dead without Saquon, and in a weird way, it kind of makes more sense football-wise where he's not the Barry Sanders, you know, two, negative three, 60, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're getting on three runs, you're getting three, four, eight, you're getting like little chunks instead of big chunks and all that kind of stuff. Um, Dexter Lawrence, I saw he had the questionable. That's another guy that like, Gettleman took Daniel Jones um, first in the first round last year, and then he took Lawrence later on, and um, he's been an absolute beast for us. He, he he's, he's been a beast, he's from Clemson, and uh, I... A lot of people were, were upset that we didn't take Josh Allen with the um, the, the pass rusher with the first mm-hmm. pick from Kentucky. Right. Yeah. Take Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones later. You got to take your quarterback if you like the guy. And if Lawrence is the guy that I'm going to have to be like him versus Josh Allen, who I know is hurt and, you know, he's been – he's on the Jaguars. So everything, they're, they're one of us in the mud, right? So it's like I, I can live with this. I like Dexter Lawrence. If he's healthy, I think we're going to be all right. And that's the thing I'm kind of banking on as much as of – I, I know the pass rush is going to be getting to us from you guys. I'm going to be relying on the defense keeping us, you know, kind of like if any, if everything goes shit hits the fan, the defense will keep everything like relatively maintainable, uh, you know, in terms of field position and that stuff. Yeah, and we talked about sacks last week for us. Our offensive line is terrible, but we are getting Sheriff back. It looked like we benched our left guard, uh, Wes Martin, uh, for our rookie, uh, Sadiq Charles out of LSU. So it'll be his first game, it looks like. They're not 100% if he's going to start or not. So, I mean, I'm sure y'all can have some success against us. What's the over-under on total sacks in this game? Like 10, 12? 
<laughs> I'd say I'd say ten, 10 is a fair number there and the thing is with Daniel Jones every single time he gets like a person anywhere near him because they don't have to tackle him at this point he'll just drop the ball <laughs> everyone do you guys remember it was probably like probably now like probably like eight years ago it was uh all the talk was how David Wilson was fumbling too much and he was a rookie and he, the first carry against Dallas he fumbles the ball and it goes mm-hmm. back the other way mm-hmm. and Tom Coffin like goes is exploding and like benches him and I was like how do we do that on the first play so yeah. every time Daniel Jones like go, drops back I have this like gut this, like, PTSD. Like, and I'm freaking out so yeah uh, I'm not I'm not too happy that I'll, I'll ask you guys like how did Chase look last week and then is is sweat putting it all together like I, I don't really know how like your pass rush has been I and I'll still Sheriff oh god you guys took Sheriff and then that caused Jerry Reese whenever someone took his guy which everything would leak about who we were going to take <laughs> they would just take the next guy at the position like you know in your fantasy Little draft you right on a receiver and then we took uh was that was that the, I Justin thought that was Pugh? The draft oh maybe it was the, maybe it was okay yeah I think it was the flowers draft and then it was like oh we got just Eric Flowers now. He's the absolute worst person. And he was actually good. We never – I don't understand how we never moved him in at guard. And it was like we put him a left tackle, put him a right tackle, and then they cut him free. And I was like, oh, I guess he just like whatever they, they don't think he can play guard. And then he played guard well enough for you to get a nice fat contract. So I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. but Yeah, he uh, thrived for us. I liked Eric Flowers a lot actually. Yeah. Like yeah, he was he, good. Um, it was like for us, there was all these gifts and the oh, yeah, he was the laughing stock <laughs> and everything. It was a, it was it was an outright disaster. But like from from the, as a Giants fan, um, the first game I thought was a little bit of fool's gold because the Eagles were so banged up on the line. Carson Wentz can like run into sacks a lot, and Sanders was hurt, so they yeah. couldn't really rely on him. How has it been? You know, weeks two through four, as is that still is that line and the you know is everyone are you guys still getting pressure on the quarterback? Yeah, I think they've like combined for maybe seven sacks that those other four games or something, something ridiculous and like Chase that. Chase was they out definitely... too, so true that you, you got to factor that in. I still think Chase is making an impact. You see him run down guys that you didn't think defensive linemen could could do, even a, a freak like him. And I honestly, I, I don't know about you, Josh. I think that it, it's kind of freed Montez Sweat up a little bit. Oh, I yeah. think he doesn't have to worry about a double team as much anymore, and it allows him to kind of get after the quarterback. I think I. Feel like we've seen him more in the backfield this year than we did uh, last year, so I think they're going to put it together. But yeah, it hasn't been anywhere near that eight sack performance, and uh, you know I, I think they're somewhere in between. I don't think they're going to get eight sacks a game like that, but I think they're a little bit better than what they've been doing these last couple of weeks. And I think Chase Young back healthy will be huge. Yeah, I think our yeah. D line is going to be filthy this week. But Montez Sweat last week chased down Cam Akers, who had like a ten yard. Uh, go ahead in front of him, and it was it was like his his speed showed. He ran like a four three something yeah. forty, and which was ridiculous for his size. Uh, but Chase in his first game back had some big plays, threw some guys to the side. I think he had a sack or two, but he just he had a lot of uh, tackles for loss stuff like that. So, I mean, getting him. Thank you once again for that. So, <laughs> God damn it, Danny! Like the one time that it came in that overtime too, where you guys made that. It was like a what is it, ninety-seven yard drive? You guys, yeah. marched like, down watch this. It was Case Keenum. It was it Case was... Keenum too. At oh, that point, right. Haskins yeah. got oh knocked out. I forgot it was Case Keenum, and it was like two fourth down conversions. And you know who it was? The guy that killed us was our ex guy, Landon Collins. We, I think he gave up like four touchdowns that game. Like they put it directly on him. It was like Landon he Collins hasn't changed. was changed. 
and he got burnt, and then Caden Smith got him in the end zone on the last one. All that kind of stuff. I I had to say, I hate it too because when I, you watch Chase, Chase Young highlights, you're just like, like your brain is just there's it's like there's something wrong here. That is a big man running like a small man, and it's like NFL blitz. It just doesn't seem like real life, and that's just your guy for the next you know. I mean, that's the thing is with Washington, it feels like they're going to screw We're up. not the Jets. Gonna We're not going to trade Quinn and Williams and <laughs> Jamal yeah, Adams. The Chiefs, too, while you're at it. I yeah. don't need to really stack up anything. We'll send Terry to the Chiefs in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick. I, I, I hate asking for predictions, so tell me what we're talking about on Monday after the, about this game. Okay, I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about because I put it in my head. And that's you, you guys can take it with a grain of salt. You guys already have your win. We're gonna be. I'm gonna be. This is what I'll be talking about. All right. We won in Washington. We have the Eagles in you know four days. They're gonna. They probably have lost three starters on Sunday because that's what they do every single week. They're right. going to be a Thursday, a short night. If they don't wear the black uniforms, we're winning. We're gonna have two wins and we'll be tied for first in the division. Cow. Well, the Cowboys have the Cardinals, who I don't really like the Cardinals, but I do think. I will be saying by Thursday night, night, late night, Giants are in first place. Could they, could they be in first place, right? Cowboys have two wins. That's the they're they're in the lead, right? Yeah, yeah. And you'd have two division I, wins. That's right. It would be two division yeah. wins. We technically be in first place when it's all said and done. I do think there's a chance to. So in this case, the Cowboys are going to lose to the uh, to the Cardinals to make my little fan fiction dreams come true here and. Uh, just because the Eagles will be all banged up coming out of it. Andy, and I'm going to say this. Hey, we're in first place. We had the, the brutal first four games of schedule. Danny looked good in Washington. He looked decent against Philly, and everything's going to be all right. The Cowboys are the cream. We're the class of the division, and they're using their backup quarterback. The Eagles have all this stuff, and Washington's Washington, so that's how it's going to be. So that's what I'm convincing myself. By, like, 110, I'll probably be a complete, you know, 180, but that's what I'm <laughs> What about you guys? What do you think? So y'all, y'all are going to be hosting playoff games in New York at 5-11. and 11. <laughs> hey, Nobody felt bad for, for the NFC East fans in the early 90s, which I like kind of remember because I'm yeah. an old man. And, like, there was, you know, Super Bowl champion was coming out of them every single year. So it's like all like the NFC West fans. I'm like, you guys had the Seahawks hosting the Saints with the Beastquake at a 7-9 and nine record. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear anything. But it, it's been bad for a long time. I can't believe how long our division has been yeah. this bad. It's like eight and eight, nine and seven. That Cowboys Eagles game week seventeen is like for the, all the marbles. It's crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you have any hope in the ginger gunslinger in Dallas or no? I actually think he's gonna be just fine. I don't think you know he's not gonna be dacked by any means. He's got but... enough weapons to do enough. Yeah, I, I like Andy Dalton did have that one year with Gruden as his coordinator where he, you know, he was like in the MVP talks as crazy was before he got hurt. And I think like he's at that level um, where you put the right weapons around him and he'll be just fine. And it's like when he has a bad line in Cincinnati and Cincinnati, I mean, that's another poverty franchise, right? Like they're there. I consider them the Mets of football in terms of it's like this they're they they're, they cheap out and everything you hear about how the owners like just doing bonehead decisions and uh i feel like he was kind of a victim of that but when they actually had the talent around them and uh marvin lewis was a good enough coach so uh i think he'll be all right there i just you know i don't think cowboys are going to run away with it if the defense gets better yeah so i i, I would never wish i wouldn't wish that Dak injury on oh, my work enemy, no. but that definitely helped 
the fortunes of the other three teams if they want to have a chance to win the division. Well, right? well that's that's a crazy thing. We're going into a one and four, zero oh and five matchup, and it, we're talking about tanking for Trevor. We're talking about if our quarterbacks are the guy. Meanwhile, we have a division that is completely up for grabs. It's it's insane where we're at, and again, it speaks to the NFC East for me. I, I think. I think it could be a shootout type game, kind of like the Chase Bowl last year where it comes down to the last possession. But I think we come out of this for Washington. I think they realize, you know what, I think we're going to stick with Kyle Allen. I think he knows the system well enough. I think he's going to move the ball better than he did before he got hurt uh, against the Rams. And uh, I think it's going to kind of start to put to bed Dwayne Haskins coming back, which is bad, good. I don't know how how it's taken there, but I think that's what we're talking about next week. It's funny too. I feel I see a lot of the people, all the fantasy football guys, are like, pick up the Giants defense or the Redskins defense, <laughs> yeah, whichever. Yeah. Each other. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think there's something to be said. You know, we don't really have much of a pass rush. It's more like we make tackles for the most part, don't commit penalties, and you we have you know. Yeah, we like our our two through like five corners are terrible because again, we didn't even bring up DeAndre Baker, which you want to talk about a goddamn Ooh. joke. Guys <laughs> like that entire thing which was Gettleman's third first round pick of last year's draft um so I you guys with the pass for us us I I Landon Collins is a tasty treat out there to have you know I feel like that might be the thing as how has he been this year for you bad guys? is he kind of Good. covered yeah I, I, I'll tell He's you, a liability not, coverage for sure. Yeah, not having tight ends put up 150 yards every week on us is like a godsend because it's been going on since basically since like Antonio Pierce left town. You know what I mean? It's it happens here every week, and I was getting ready to say yeah. Evan Ingram pick him up because we yeah. <laughs> Everett last week had like nine catches for 100 yards. Like it's every single week, and I legit remember doing podcasts in the middle of season last year. Like God help us, we were like bleeding tremendously in the middle of the field. Like why does this keep happening? And it hasn't stopped yet. So pick up Evan Ingram if you haven't already because he's going to get you like 50 fantasy points. Um, (laughs) But outside of that, I think we get to Daniel Jones a lot. I I see this being a sloppy game for him, honestly. I think Chase Young, um, you know, definitely is going to get after it. He's back. He's hungry. You just see how much he really loves this game. Like every single play, he goes after it. Kendall Fuller's been a beast for us. We have some other corners. Uh, Fabian, he's a turnover machine, too. I feel like there's just too many guys out there that can cause turnovers, and that's just, I hate to say it, but that's, that's Danny's specialty. So I, I feel like it's going to play into us. Kyle Allen wasn't terrible last week, and this has been one of the highest topics for Washington, is people just hate him after four drives. And I think he can move the ball enough. Like you said, Gibson... One of those running backs that can catch the ball. We've started slowly unleashing him. I think this will be his breakout game, too. I think it'll be a close game just because y'all are going to score a lot on us. I mean, I could see it being like a 35-31 Washington win or even the other way with New York. So I think it's going to be high scoring. Like we said, over club. I'm in it. I'm sure you're in it. I love it. Hold on. Uh that was I was so mad last week when when Kyle Allen got hurt because I kind of want to be like all right like what are we going to be dealing with next week because I you know I saw him a little yeah. bit with Carolina here and there um, but I I don't know what he is you know with 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 Washington and I still have no idea and I he's he's fine right he's gonna he's yeah. no doubt about playing right so, yeah he's, they said he's gonna start and uh, Alex is the backup so who knows with that but um, and is Wayne just gonna be off the roster again like he's he's, just, he's, not- he's inactive he's just. I don't even think he's going to travel. Like, he's sick. He has a stomach bug. So he keeps weird. showing so up weird. to take his coronavirus test, and they send him home because he ate something bad or something. It's like day five of the stomach virus, though, so we don't know what's going on. Like, yeah, it's it's questionable. <laughs> it's 
questionable. Yeah. It's questionable. I'll, all right, so you guys both gave your, your, your predictions. I'm going to say it's going to be – I mean, I, I love I love Graham Gano. He's like the only thing keeping me sane right now because he's just in every field goal he has to. Um, I always – I want the offense to break out. It's just not going to break out, though, as much as I want. I'll say 23-16 Giants. A lot of field goals. Okay. Touchdowns along the way. And, yeah, I do think – I think hit the well, – whatever the sacks number is, probably hit the over. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. I don't know. Did you guys see that old um, that old video of Chase Young uh, and Andrew Thomas practicing together? Oh, yeah. Oh, and like I was the like, all-american oh, game or whatever like practice yeah. yeah and chase young is like honestly like 70 pounds lighter than he is now so i i like to tell myself that that's gonna be what's gonna happen on sunday but i realize chase young <laughs> as thick as it is i am excited to see him like i am not happy i'll probably have to watch him on the other sideline for a division rival but that's just one of those it's like watching megatron it's like even if you're oh, playing yeah. him in fantasy yep. that guy's just a freak athlete so I, I can't wait to see him play i'll be happy when it's over especially for my guy danny and andy <laughs> thomas to take but uh, I, I, I can't wait for it. And, again, you guys, we, we're in this together, man. You know, That's we right. hate the Cowboys. I hate the Eagles. I feel like there's a pretty decent, like, I don't want to say respect, but, like, indifference. Like, the Giants, that one RG3 year, you guys were good. Um, like and then the all Giants the other were, Kirk Cousin turnovers to cost the game after that. That's all in terms of fan bases and the other two fan bases are so insufferable i feel and you can tell me yeah. the giants fans are the worst of all and i'd say all right no, but i Eagles feel like are. our fan bases, those two are such absurd groups that we're kind of just like the normal people and like look at those lunatics in the division you know <laughs> yep yep i love it yeah yeah so we'll see what happens it could be just ugly all around but uh is a win we, really a win like yeah exactly that's a crazy thing <laughs> does it like can you you'll actually enjoy it in the first place you'll be talking yourself in the first place you will be <laughs> so if we win are you gonna wear your custom-made uh chase young jersey that you had made in the middle of the season last year no <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, you saw man. all the edits and everything on twitter don't tell me you did <laughs> god that was that was painful i mean we were again it was it was we lost justin herbert to, you know, like November, whenever he announced he was going back. And then it took all the way till December for us to lose on Chase Young. And here we are. I mean, hopefully we have our left tackle for the next 12 years. Again, 78 is a nice number. Chase Young with 99, that's a nice number too. So yeah. I'm a numbers guy, and, and those are two good numbers. So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lose hope on Thomas this week if he gets beat a couple times by that freak of nature you have <laughs> coming off the edge. But uh, it's going to be fun. So, yeah, I'll, be, I'll probably end up doing laps around the house for like the 10 mental mistakes we did. That's all I'm asking is a clean game. If we run a fake field goal, that's incredible. Don't get penalized for it. Stuff like that is all I'm looking for for my team right now. It's the little wins. That's all you can ask for right. as a Giants or a Washington fan. Just little wins. That's what we say. Hit your check downs and at least get a third and two, not a third and 12, and we're happy. Exactly. Awesome. Clint, we appreciate you coming on. I'm sure we'll be talking about this Monday. But once again, thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. And, uh, again, don't let anyone shame you if you start dreaming of first place after Monday, no matter who you play, where you got. It doesn't matter because you got to take every win you can get when you can get it as an NFL fan. So don't let anyone hold you down. Trevor Lawrence to Washington. <laughs> Write it down. Awesome. Can't take them both. That's not fair. Awesome. We'll see you all Sunday after the game for the post-game pod. Have a good week.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.